Welcome to Broke Talk Podcast, where the mission is to help people recognize things that are broke and unabashedly talk about it. You can follow us on Instagram at Broke Talk Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Broke Talk Podcast. As usual, I am super excited to have you here. I probably say this every single episode, but this is going to be a great episode too. These people are just really amazing, very enlightening, um, and I am excited to have you here on this episode. Today we have Amber, who's an artist, and she's also a high school art teacher. Her art, which you definitely need to check out on Amber Residue, which I will have linked in the description is amazing. Her art is absolutely beautiful. It's abstract. It's colorful. Uh, it's thought-provoking. Really cool art, so definitely check her out. And I'm excited for you to listen to our conversation all about art and creativity. So let's get right into your art because it is so beautiful and colorful and makes me really happy. So how did you find your current style? Because it's very uh, abstract. Yes. Uh what a loaded question, just to say. Um, but it was definitely a journey, and I would still say it is a journey. Um, I went to school. I went to Eastern here. I'm, I live in Ipsy, so um, I went to Eastern, got my BFA, and in the process of that, had, like, no idea what I was doing. I didn't – a lot of people, like, were already getting their style developed, and, like, my peers around me had developed, like, a sense of style. Um, but I really, like, struggled. It was really hard. Um, and it wasn't until I, um, I was married, um, and had a husband at the time and, um, separated from him and realized, uh, that I had like a journey to go on. And during that journey really developed this distinctive style of like expression and movement mm. and color. So yeah, it was a journey, but I'm very inspired by graffiti art and, um, just like the colors all around me. So, mm. um, it's kind of like a process of gathering all of that and regurgitating it. Nice. So how did you get the confidence to say, you know, this is the art that I want to do. This is my style. Yeah. Um, well, I think it was a lot of like development in private where it was like, I was at home making art. It was like showing my closest friends and had like discussions about it. Um, it wasn't until I'd say like I gained confidence in myself and like during this journey that I've taken creating art and my personal journey, it kind of like brought me together at like a certain place. So once I kind of like healed some internal stuff, um, it just like came together. So like having confidence in myself then made me feel more confident about like sharing my art because I don't know, I want to be like, it looked good to me, so I wanted to share it, and then once I had, like, found my voice a bit, um, and could stand a bit taller, I felt more comfortable doing it. Okay, um, I can see, like, I would have the fear of doing the art that you do, and then people just saying, what is this, it's just a bunch of squiggles, did you ever have that fear? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think I had the fear like myself, but I definitely have gotten people saying that quite a bit, oh um, <laughs> which I totally understand because it is a lot of like squiggles and just like lines and marks. Um, but it I feel like also kind of evokes sometimes emotions or mm -hmm. um, sensations when looking at it, um, which I feel like I'm one of those types of people. I feel like my describing of things and um, my words don't always come 
at the easiest, LOL, right now. Um, <laughs> but through art, I don't know, it kind of gave me an ability to talk about things and show up in a way that I hadn't before. So yeah, again, I think establishing that like confidence in myself allowed me to like put my art out there and then just kind of like let it be without having to like worry too much about what people thought about it. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I did have a lot of like judgment on myself where yeah. I would see people on like Instagram or in these different galleries and see that their styles were like similar or it didn't like inspired me, but I didn't feel like I was at that like level yet. So there was mm-hmm. always like, and always is like this doubt kind of looming in the back as well. Mm, okay. Um, so it looks like there's a lot going on in your art and a lot behind your art. So that's good. Um, so what uh, elements, what paints do you use? You use just crayons or pencils? Yeah, um, I am currently a big fan of like spray paint and just acrylic paint and then really just like Sharpie markers and inks and uh, colored pencils. Um, I used to think of myself as just like strictly a painter, only using like acrylic paint and feeling like I had to only work in that medium. Um, But then again, coming into being able to embrace whatever kind of comes, I brought in more mediums and it's kind of evolved. So I think having like a creative play um, kind of developed with teaching and then through that kind of gave me confidence to do that myself too. Very cool. Do you think about uh, the design that you want before you cut it out or is just free form? Like you're painting an abstract painting. So I think it's more free form. So my work usually happens like quickly. So I get like creative bursts. Um, I don't know if it's because like inside I'm like pent up about things and then eventually have to like get it out. Um, So then it's pretty much like a quick session where I put like a lot of different pieces of paper down and we'll like spray paint on all of them and paint on all of them, let them dry. And then within like a couple hours, I like work on them again. And then usually they, they're done and sit. So, yeah, I don't know. It's quite the interesting, like, process. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Because it's helpful for you, too, after you do the art, I feel. Because then you see this art. It's like those depression blobs. And you kind of think to yourself, what could I have possibly have felt? <laughs> yes, yeah. There's been moments where I've tried to, like, put words to it. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, it's so hard to describe because, I don't know, color and, like, line really, for me, are so expressive, but then I don't know how to, like, translate it, so it's almost like, um, like, an internal map or, like, typography, kind of, like, how I am inside, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Since you're really quick about your art, have you ever had the fear that, it wasn't congruent enough because when I do my art real fast, I think, man, I didn't spend any time on it. You know, is it, is it intact enough? Absolutely. I think there was a lot of like self doubt with the fact that my process sometimes can be quite quick. Um, Cause like you said, a lot of people will spend like lots of time and get to build things up and mm-hmm. um, it kind of has that like labor into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine is, it reminds me of like tagging how like when you go out or how people go out and you spray paint, it's like so quick and hasty. 
Um, I feel like my work is kind of kind of similar because in those moments, like that's what I'm feeling. So I want to get it out. I feel like if I stop working on that and move on or overwork it, it's like not the same as what it was when it just came out. Right. So that's the art behind your art, just being really fast and in the moment and it's a snapshot of how you feel. Absolutely. And I think um, authenticity kind of comes from that because before, like, I feel like when I was in college and kind of learning all these art skills and um, trying to refine them, I don't think I was that authentic or kind of just tied to like people please, like myself and others. So again, I think it wasn't until I stepped into myself and like came out as like queer and a lesbian and like started living this like authentic life did I start to like pull those things out and get to use that in my art oh wow that's great um and since it's so abstract you don't have to put words on it which sometimes putting words on it just makes it it just makes it muddy and labeling yourself just makes you more confused or so I found (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially I think about my work and sometimes I like overwork it where I'm like, I need to put like more thought into this or like, Mm. yeah, sometimes like letting those outside voices or like inner doubts kind of come in. So it's it's an interesting like, I feel like challenge of having to be mindful and present and aware of like myself, kind of the truths in that um, Mm -hmm. instead of those like outside influences. So it's really personal and but it's nice because other people I feel like sometimes can relate or get inspired or feel something from those colors. And it's like, we're almost like sharing a little moment together, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It forces me to think really fast of what do I, what do I see in this photo, in this uh, piece of art? So it's awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, you started teaching as well. It was that recent or. Um, so I've been teaching now for four and a half-ish years. Oh, wow. So, okay. yeah, yes, that makes me feel good because <laughs> it still feels really new and very fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I teach um, in Wayne Westland, so a couple cities over for me. Um, and I teach high school art, which is awesome. Oh, okay. Wow. So they're developing their sense of self at that point. So oh, this yeah. is really important. Oh, yeah. It's, I feel like very a very influential time. Um, and kids, I feel like at that age too, start to know themselves. Like you said, they've identified some of those like really um, dominant traits. Um, so kids are just so funny, especially now in this like digital virtual age. I feel like a lot more of their um, like sense of humor or kind of quirkiness gets to come out because of that comfortability and um, like knowledge and with that digital stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> So you're an extremely creative person and, you know, what you, everything that you've said um, in this so far, what you do is very authentic and, and it's good that you don't have thought in it, especially when you're teaching kids who are so um, overwhelmed and influenced by social media nowadays. So how do you teach that creativity in them? So I think for me, a lot of it is, yeah, I had to like reflect on that because I was like, how do I teach creativity? Yeah. And you um, must have to because you are so creative. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think that it comes with like 
embracing the student and like believing in them. So mm -hmm. I think it's a couple of different parts that go into it because once you kind of like believe in them and just like show them that you're in their corner, because a lot of my students, I, I work in a Title I district, so a lot of them come from like different types of homes and mm -hmm. socioeconomic backgrounds. And especially right now, it's really hard. So I really try to establish like a connection with the kids. Um, because again, trying to show up and be authentic. So trying to like get to know them, a little bit about them, um, to kind of individualize them. And then hopefully through a little bit of a connection, um, kind of can push them to believe in themselves. So I think mm -hmm. a lot of creativity, at least my understanding of it, my experience is like believing in myself and my ideas enough to want to put them on paper. So mm -hmm. same with my students and kind of making and believing in the process, um, knowing that I believe in them, that they hopefully have a little bit of belief in themselves, will feel like they can make. And then once they start making, I feel like a lot of kids develop an interest where it's like, oh, I do like to draw. Like, this isn't too bad. Oh, I like making this thing with clay. All right, didn't expect that. And then it kind of just like fosters exploration or more play and just like, feel like it all builds in with that together wow that's great do they ever come to you and say this art about their own art this art is crap like this is so ugly and what do you oh, say yeah. to that <laughs> oh yeah all the time today for example we were doing our like first drawing prompt because it's a new semester so the kids are just supposed to draw these objects and we're supposed I wanted to see like where their drawing skills were currently at um and a lot of kids we're like, oh, my, my bird looks like crap, or my bird looks like a giraffe. I don't know how that happens. Like, how can I be this silly? Like, how, why do I draw like a stick figure? And I was like, it's totally okay. Like, Miss R is not that great at drawing either. Miss R loves abstract stuff. So it's a, you know, it's a struggle, but just keep trying. And the fact that you put in the effort and you're like trying to do this thing outside your comfort zone is awesome. And then... I feel like a lot of like repetition in that kind of builds that trust in creating. Right. Knowing when they messed up in their head, it's not really messed up. Oh yeah. I'm trying to remind them like, even if you mess up, like that's just a nice little mistake. You can hopefully learn from it. You tried it. Like let's keep going. Let's learn from that experience. Mm -hmm. And there's so many artists nowadays, uh, famous artists who do such a myriad of things who do you like which is your favorite artist or who and what who do you show to your kids as an example if you do yeah um i guess it would just depend so i teach mm -hmm. a lot of not that i couldn't show them but i teach a lot of just like intro classes so it depends okay. on who we're talking about because it's a lot of basics but mm -hmm. i like to show them um well i because I like abstract art, so we when yeah. we get into color, I get, like, extra excited. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of abstract artists that I really look up to, and um, we'll show them. Because, again, I feel like abstract is so free that you can really see how different it can be, just like yourself, and kind of try to connect with that. Mm -hmm. um, but So I like Heather Day. She's a color artist as well. Mm. Um, yeah, very beautiful. And the kids really seem to like it because – we really like pare down what art gets to be because it's just a couple of colors laid on top of each other. So mm. it's nice because then I have the kids kind of reflect on what color means to them 
and then like which colors they can relate to with how they're emotionally feeling Mm -hmm. um so I'm very big on having kids become like holistic people and being aware of multi layers of themselves because I feel like with teaching or just like being around kids um we don't always like push them to that degree or not everybody's caught up with like that emotional intelligence so mm-hmm. I feel like if you ever have a leg up with that, you're in the right direction. So always try to talk to them about it. Yeah. I've, you know, I've found out that the, or I've come to realize as I've grown up that emotional intelligence is the most important thing. You know, you could be the smartest person in the world, but if you don't have an emotional intelligence, you just come off as really mean and your <laughs> your mind isn't open and it's just frustrating for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um, okay, so you have this uh, clear, you know, form of art. Do you do things um, outside of it that we necessarily don't see on Instagram? And how do you feel straying away? And if you don't, then then what do you love so much about this that keeps you staying in this form of art? Great questions. Um, I think a little bit of both, if that makes sense. So I'm currently like working with um, like polymer clay. So I'm making like these little earrings. I'm wearing some right now. Um, For me, because my goal is to kind of work in some ceramics. So like I want to make like little cups and then add some of my like texture and design to them. So like little platters. But I don't have like the hand dexterity yet or like my hands aren't used to that type of making because my making is very just like free form and very wide strokes so my hands aren't used to like little finite movements um so I got into like using polymer clay as like a medium because it will stay longer and it doesn't dry out um so I've been making like earrings and just like little things with that um to get me again used to working also in 3d because all of my work is very flat um, and two-dimensional so that's been pretty fun and it's almost inspired me to want to um, work in like sculpture or make like these movements or lines that are like mm. freestanding that kind of represent the lines that I make in my work so yeah interested in that and then um, actually recently I collaborated with a friend um, one of my closest friends uh, and we are making like some bags and pouches. So um, she's a textile and upholstery um, artist. Um, and again, best friends, we went to school together. And we've been talking about like collaborating, making art together. Um, but we finally did. So I got to paint on some fabric. And then she took that and quilted together some other different types of velvet and um, fabrics and we made some pouches and bags so that was really fun and pushed me again outside of that like 2d realm that I'm really comfortable with and bringing it to that 3d level which is cool wow yeah I can definitely see your art in a myriad of things because it's so abstract and it doesn't have uh, like a negative connotation to it that you wouldn't want on a blanket or whatnot <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I definitely, now that we're talking, I'm like, it could go on so many things. It could go on like a pillow or a towel or like, yeah, it's very, it is nice that it's versatile. I like that it's not um, more refined or like you said, having this necessary or not necessary, but very 
intentional message. I like that it's very ambiguous. Mm -hmm. um, and your work is so, obviously you work hard on this. It's so consistent and you know your brush strokes, you know what your vibe is essentially. Can you tell in some kids, like I'm sure when they draw a bunch, you can see similarities and patterns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really exciting uh, to see kids who have like that flair or you can kind of tell that they are enjoying this art and are putting in that like piece of themselves. Um, so I think when I can notice that, I see that like I'm a little bit of flame in them. It just excites me even more and yeah. wants me to like talk to them or then it usually opens the door because then I can be like, oh, you know, do you draw often? I see you're pretty talented. And then they're like, actually, yes, I do. Do you want to see my sketchbook? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So it's really cool because then I get to like almost influence this like next generation of artists where you're like talking to them and trying to encourage them to do this thing or embrace this other skill and just like, I don't know, try to try different things out and kind of develop themselves. Yeah. And I'm sure some of, I mean, I, some of those kids don't have someone at home to embrace that. I mean, I don't, my mom knows nothing about art. And so it's nice that they have you to um, push that in them. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> also, heck yeah, supporting the arts and pursuing them despite not having people understand or necessarily support. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think art is so important because the, your brush strokes it, it define you or your vibe or your energy into the world, essentially. So helping that kid uh, and seeing that kid's brush strokes or there maybe they're like uh, anxious strokes really helps them in a very subconscious way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even just seeing like the kid's art that's maybe we're working on like a value scale and they're shading something in. I feel like you can also tell even for something so simple as that, how they're kind of feeling just because if they are maybe like stressed or don't want to put in the effort or can't put in the effort, you can kind of tell if it's not filled in all the way or mm -hmm. if kids are feeling more anxious, sometimes they press a little bit harder on the paper. You can kind of see that indention in the paper and it opens the door for kind of inquiry. So you can be like, oh, I noticed you only did half of your worksheet or, you know, that one half that you did was done pretty intensely like are you doing okay did something come up in the middle of that and can kind of open the door for like yeah I was feeling depressed or yeah I lost my motivation and then talking about motivation in art and then like motivation in their own personal life and mm. a whole 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 thing to go down yeah you're doing a lot <laughs> yes yes uh, but that's I feel like that's the perk or like reason a lot of people sometimes do go into teaching and for me especially art because it is so just open and it's like everybody's own personal interpretation so mm -hmm. I like again that having those labels or having to necessarily define something um, allows me to kind of do the same with the kids and by showing up every day my own self and like showing that I'm comfortable as myself kind of trying to encourage the kids to do the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. after you do some of your own art do you notice anxious marks or things about yourself that you didn't notice while doing the art like your mindset 
Yes, absolutely. Sometimes I'll come into the studio because um, I try to keep like a pretty mildly consistent schedule. Like mm -hmm. if I'm feeling the flow, feeling the energy, I try to come in like every day. Some days I'm just like really tired and, and like, okay, I need to recoup. I need to go be a person and like take care of my other needs right now. Um, but when I come in, sometimes I will think I have something in mind or I'm like, I'm going to use all these pink colors. But then I look at things and my subconscious comes out and I'm using like blues and purples and things are getting like murky and dark on my paper. And then I have to be like, wait, why? I have to like step back and evaluate it. And sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I'm clearly processing something and I don't know how to get it out. And when I, when I am getting it out, it's a hot mess. So I'm just going to like stop. And sometimes I'll go further just to kind of complete that feeling. Um, other times I'll just stop it and cork it. And then be like, I'm going to let this simmer a little more mm -hmm. and then come back to it. Oh, that's awesome. It's good that you have that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. I feel like I don't know what I would do without art or like without creativity because I feel like it's a big defining thing for me and kind mm -hmm. of really like what I'm doing all of the time, I feel. So it's very like integral. So I'd be very sad and lost without it. Yeah. Um, I got into art maybe recently. I mean, I've always been a creative person, but I've actually started making art a few years back and it just opened up a realm of insight into myself. Absolutely. Yeah. You get to be like introspective and I feel like having that time with yourself to like almost open up the doors to your inside and thoughts. Um, it just like, it's like carving out time for yourself when you get to make, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess one last question when I see your art I think wow this must be a very creative bubbly person um, and I'm sure that when anybody sees anyone's art it, it really defines or it gives you a picture about who that person is so what do you think people define you based on your art and what do you want them to define you as <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, let me just look real quick. Yeah. Uh, I think I think people probably think that I am pretty bubbly and very colorful, probably maybe a little loud, um, which is kind of true. Um, maybe even playful because of kind of some colors that kind of blend together and some of the lines that I make. Um, I feel like they probably think I'm a pretty happy person because I feel like all of my pieces are very light or have that like energy to them, um, which I would say is quite true. And I'm glad that people would perceive that about me. Um, but I definitely would hope or would want people to know that it's a very like intimate and personal creation moment for me. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely enjoy people viewing it and experiencing it, but I for sure make it like for myself. And it's like almost like a, a journal or log for me to kind of track wow. myself, which is really cool. That is awesome. I didn't even think of it like that. It's like graphs and yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel I'm one of those people where, I don't know. I feel like each day is new for me. Like I completely reset and kind of, to have this fresh experience so wow. I feel like I take that into 
my art and what I'm making. So I really do feel like it's an, a pretty accurate description of that time frame between when I had made it and my last pieces. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm in awe because you have such a distinct style and I think all artists are, are hoping one day to have a style so distinct. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely feels so wonderful to hear that and mm -hmm. to have people enjoying it. And yeah, um, it definitely took me a long time to get there. And I am excited to see kind of how it changes or morphs and continues to grow um, as I hopefully do. Yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> definitely when I see the art, I and definitely when I see the art, um, and it's reiterating while I'm talking to you and meeting you here. I see something that's not really in your face, but very subtle and quiet, um, but also eye-catching. And that's exactly how you are right now. So that's awesome. Very calm experience. So, well, Thank you. <laughs> well, wow. Thank you for sitting with me. I was, I'm amazed by your art, and I can't wait to keep following you. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I have been enjoying listening to your podcasts and all of the episodes coming out. So excited to hear kind of what else you get up to. And it was a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, sounds good.